I welcome us once again to the table of the Youth Council. As usual, we have some wonderful information from heaven for every one of us. And it will be wonderful that we listen, partake, and be blessed. I want us to pray now. Father, I thank you because once again, this mighty God is ready to bless our souls. You have never been weary in giving, and we are not tired of receiving. And so having come into your presence, speak to every young man and every young woman, and as many as we come in contact with this ministration, that at the end of the day, oh, to God, your will would have been accomplished in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, I want to bring something to us, which I have titled, A Continual Desire for the Lord. A Continual Desire for the Lord. Any person that has encountered the Lord at a salvation point has every reason to bless the Lord. When you look out there, you see many young people who are still roaming in the dark, not able to differentiate between the right and the wrong, not able to know what is good and what is bad. And so you find them being moved, and they're moving along with the current. Just the way the current is flowing, they leave themselves to the current to carry them along. But that ought not to be, and that is why as many people as have encountered Jesus at salvation points, having their sins forgiven, have a particular desire in their hearts. And what is that desire? It is desire to know him more. The longing, the panting after the Lord, the panting to know the Lord more and more. I want us to read in the book of Psalm 42. Psalm 42, we read verse 1 and 2. The longing to know the Lord. He has done something precious in your life, and it is your duty to want to know him more, that you may benefit more. Because any encounter with the Lord is encounter with blessings, encounter with gloriousness. Psalm 42, we read verse 1 right now. It says, As the heart panted after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsted for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? That was the desire of David in that day. And he compared himself to that animal. Now, when he's thirsty, there's no other thing that can satisfy him but that water. So when he gets to the water brooks, he's satisfied. In the same manner, every saved person, young man, young woman, saved, delivered, who has experienced the power of God to go and sin no more. Such individuals have an appreciation within them. And that appreciation is what propels them, what moves them into wanting to know the Lord better and better. We want to read in Luke chapter 10, we read verse 38 and 39. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him, into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. There were two women here, Mary and Martha. Both of them loved the Lord, but one made a difference from the other. And what was that difference? There was something she recognized in Jesus, that every encounter with Jesus brings her to a new level. Every encounter with Jesus gives her a new experience. And so when Jesus came to the house, she immediately longed for it and went for it. 
Martha was a very homely person and so was Kumba with serving and all that. But for Mary, she needed to hear something that would last much more than the food. And that was why she sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to the word of eternal life. Such words that made her different from others. Such words that brought her closer and closer to God. Such words that made the kingdom of God real on everyday basis. We read in Exodus chapter 33 verse 13 concerning Moses. Exodus 33, we read verse 13. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, that's God speaking, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence, for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, and I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also, that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by thy name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. That was his utmost desire, wanting to love the Lord better and better. He had other experiences. The restoration of God in the land of Egypt, they opened his eyes. Their journey through the wilderness, the provision of the Lord, the encounters, they were wonderful. But that was not enough. I have always told people that I love to be like Oliver Twist, wanting more and more as long as it concerns God, it concerns the kingdom of God, it concerns the grace of God, it concerns the will of God, I desire to know it more. And that is what we are talking about this day, desiring to know the Lord better and better. It is a journey that a Christian youth begins and must not stop until when the pearly gates of heaven had been opened unto him or unto her, desiring to know the Lord, desiring like Mary sitting at the feet of the master, desiring like Moses, desiring the glory of the Lord, to see the Lord in a better way, in a better dimension. Paul also recognized that, and he desired to be like Jesus Christ. He desired the image and the nature of the Son of God, and that was why he cried out, in the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 to 16. I would want every Christian youth to take this to heart. If you do not desire to know the Lord, very soon you will go back to where you started. You will return back to the things you rejected. But when you come to know the Lord better and better, on everyday basis, something new happens to you. Something new comes into your life. A new understanding, a new awareness. And you find your Christian life becoming, becoming what it should be. Chapter 3 of Philippians, we read from verse 7. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, that I may win Christ. And before the him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the Lord, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Now verse 10 says, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the res resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after this, if that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus, that I may know him. That was his long day, and that was why he encountered the Lord. I had such experiences that even the mouth 
could not explain. Every Christian youth must desire this. Are you a child of God? Are you born again? Have you decided to stop at that point? No, it ought not to be. There are steps to cover. There are milestones to cover. There are experiences to have. There is the knowledge of God to acquire. There is a relationship with God to get into. And that was why Paul said that I may know him. Not just knowing him as salvation point, I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. That thing that Jesus went through and it perfected his life. In like manner, I want to have such experience and have my life perfected that I may know him. The fellowship of his suffering, the power of his resurrection. Coming to know the Lord at that power, at that point, where you declare the word of God and you see the manifestation of the power of God in the word of God. That should be the longing of every Christian youth. That particular longing that keeps you moving. Keeps you moving. It gives you, there's a deep hunger within you. A deep task that cannot be satisfied. Not by fame, not with money, not with food, not with dressing, not with the things that other young people pursue. Those are not the things that satisfy such hunger. Jesus Christ said that if you thirst and hunger after righteousness, you shall be filled. Not hungry after the fashion of this world. Wonderful it is that a young man comes to a great height, whether academically, professionally, career-wise, in your skill, whatsoever, it is a glorious thing. But far beyond that, there is that desire that must be satisfied. If as a young person you don't have that long day, that desire to know God, that desire to encounter Him on a very everyday basis. You wake up in the morning, your fellowship with God brings you to a new realm. The day appears different because of such encounter you have had with the Lord. That is what we are talking about. Continual desire. Desire Him. Just like a young man, you went from primary school, you went to high school, you went past through all those experiences, you have finished your postgraduate, and now you are a master's degree holder, and you are still moving forward. The longing is still there. That is wonderful. Much more than that. There should be that hunger. You are born again, seek to be sanctified, made holy, purged, purified, everyday holiness with the Lord, sanctification, going into maturity, encountering the Lord at the baptismal level, and having Christian experiences, wonderful experiences. As you open the scriptures, as you speak of God, you tell your friends about Jesus Christ, you talk about the kingdom of God, new awareness coming into your life. You'll find a deep satisfaction that none of that can fail, but that's your relationship with God. So we are talking of continual desire. It is a desire that keeps you even far above sin. You have nothing to do with sin anymore because your life has been transformed. I mean, when you hear of somebody being uh, falling into sin, immorality, lusting, you wonder how possible? Because God, through your longing, has brought you to an experience where it is like you are living in heaven already. That is the desire that every youth must see. Every Christian boy, every Christian woman, every Christian girl, every person that seeks to be with God at the end of life, you must have this hunger. And I want to tell you, if you hunger, Jesus said that you shall be satisfied. You shall be satisfied. That is one thing God would always give to his people. Seek, you shall find. Seek, you shall find. He said, come here to the waters and drink. The water is available. Is available. So as you desire to do what? To seek the Lord. Know the Lord on a continual basis. I want to tell you that the Lord is also interested in responding accordingly. So have you found him free from sin? You have been delivered? The power of sin is broken in your life? You are moving on with the Lord? 
day by day you see hunger rising up and before the night falls you the hunger is satisfied you wake up in the morning you continue and day by day you are climbing that ladder and you are continually loving seeing him much more than any other person i mean for many youths it is like this thing is vague it is not real but for you jesus is just close by your side when you sit to discuss with him it is real it's real. you're not struggling to pray it is a time of discussion don't say come let's reason together it's a time of discussion with your father it's a time of discussion with the savior you find the holy ghost very very nigh you praise the lord so having come to that point where you are desiring continually ensure that you sustain that strong desire for the lord sustain it don't start today and give the testimony today and tomorrow the third day your testimony is gone no you must ensure have you started desiring the lord make it a continual thing and how do you do that colossians chapter 3 verse 16 let's see colossians chapter 3 reading verse 16 it must be sustained that hunger that desire must be done what sustained if you don't sustain it it will die and when it dies you have to start from the beginning again verse 16 of colossians chapter 3 what does it say it says let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your heart to the lord let the word of god dwell richly in you let the word of god be a daily thing for you morning night job said i've esteemed it above my necessary food just like you eat your food sometimes you even take in between meals you get the snacks you eat it even before the real meal in like manner let the word of god reach you dwell in you there is a time for meditation there is a time for reading there is a time for study there is a time when you sit face to face in fact if it's possible bring the chair say lord this is your glorious seat this is mine bring the word discuss with your father read his word and look at his face and let the word you are reading let it be let it have great impact in you. Let it be real. He said the word of God dwell richly in you. And when you have that on a daily basis, you do what? You sing the songs, the hymns. Make it part of you. In the kitchen, sing it. In the bedroom, sing it. Wherever you are, let it not cease from you. Continually sing it. Melody, songs, spiritual songs unto the Lord. And grace will fill your heart and you find it difficult to go into sin. When these things fill your heart, dwell in you richly. I am telling you, by the time you are anywhere, no matter the temptations and the seductions around, no matter what the world may be saying, I tell you, it will be just like we are told in Colossians chapter 3, in verse 2. It says, set your affection on things above, not on things below. It will just be natural. You find yourself the things you long for and the things that please God, the things that satisfy God. So endeavor to sustain even this strong desire by continually studying the word of God and continually coming into his presence by prayers and fellowship. A regular thing for you. Praying should not be a task. Praying should be a sweet moment. You know, this morning as I was doing one or two things, I was just communing with the Lord. It was like discussion. That is what it ought to be. Every moment on the road, at the bus stop, in the car, wherever you are discuss with the Lord. Your mind is in tune. 
in two, that is the nearest person. You know, there are some people when some issues come upon them, when there's an emergency around them, the first person they want to call is their father, their mothers, or whosoever. But when you come into this kind of desire and longing and relationship with the Lord, you find that whatsoever, the first part of God is, O oh Lord, Lord Jesus. You find yourself, it is just there because it has become a part of you. So, in order to sustain that desire, that longing, endeavor to study the word of God, endeavor to continually come into the presence of the Most High God and esteem righteousness. Esteem righteousness. Hate iniquity. Hebrews chapter 1. That was what our master Jesus did. And that gave him so much head above his fellows. That gave him much more opportunities, privileges above his colleagues, his mates. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8. But unto the son he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. That is what is there. So, esteem righteousness. Hate evil. Eschew evil. Hate it. Don't be in the congregation of such. In the book of Samuel, we are told, you do not sit among the sinners. The seat of the scornful, not stand in their path. Don't have a communication with them. Nothing in that direction because it will do what? It will mar you. It will mar your relationship. It will mar your testimony. So you must desire the Lord continually by esteeming righteousness and hating iniquity. Talk regularly about the doings of God, about the workings of God about the very program of God for you. The Bible tells us that those that discussed about God, that the Lord opened the book of remembrance unto them. So when you continually have your discussion, when you meet with your friends, no matter what people talk about, make sure it ends in grace because you discuss about God. There are so many young people, what do they talk about? Relationships, dating, immorality, wickedness. And at the end of the day, they are down. And if you're a child of God, you align yourself with them. I'm telling you, no matter the grace you gathered in your quiet time, before night, it has been eroded. Evil has taken over it. And so flee such communications. Flee such gatherings. Rather, when you come into the midst of such people, what do you do? Let your voice be louder. Talk about Jesus. Talk about his doing. But when you find out that such a gathering, they have such power that is bringing down your will, that is making your will come down, and you have noticed that soon you will succumb, my friend, I say, move away. Move away. Don't believe you are strong, and at the end of the day, you are brought down. So endeavor to be the speaker. Endeavor to be the leader by esteeming your Lord, by talking about his doings, by bringing forth the doings of the Lord and making it manifest so that their own wickedness will not subdue you. You are supposed to shine. And he says that the light shining in darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. So it is time for you to ensure that your longing is sustained. Ensure that your longing is sustained. Jesus expects you to grow very every day in grace. Let there be a new testimony. Don't dwell on past glory. Yesterday I was. Yesterday I was. Yesterday I was. No, let it be that today I am. Today I am. Jesus said, I do curse yesterday 
I did do them today, tomorrow I'll do them again. That should be your testimony. A regular basis. Jesus expects you to know him, know the Father on everyday basis. Long for him. And that was why when Philip came to Jesus, I said, ah, Jesus, you are saying that uh, there is your Father. Show us the Father. He said, have I been so long with you, Philip, and you have not known me? He that has seen me has seen the Father. So the expectation is that on everyday basis, you know him better and better. Better and better. Let there be not a time when you become blank in the things of God. And situations come around you, your faith cannot carry them again because you have allowed a long, a dull moment to do what? To take over you. So, I told you that when you begin to desire the Lord the more, the Lord also will continually be responding unto you. The Lord will continue to respond unto you. So, let your desire never cease. Let it continue. As you continue to desire Him, he will do what he commit to respond. Let's read this final scripture in Matthew chapter 5. We read verse 6. I've been quoting it. I want us to read it together right now. Matthew chapter 5, we read verse 6. God will continue to respond to you. Continue to respond to you. Verse 6. Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. That is the promise of God. Desire him the more. And righteousness will fill your heart. And God will ever be willing to respond to whatsoever that you desire from him. The Lord will hear you when you pray in Jesus' name. Shall we pray? Tell the Lord once again that you want to long for him more and more. More and more of Jesus. More and more. No matter what your colleagues may be desiring, your utmost desire is that you be filled to the brim with righteousness, with power, with truth. Tell the Lord to help you to study the word, to pray the prayers, to talk about him. And I assure you, just like the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, every other thing shall be added unto you. Your colleagues, your mates, your friends will not be higher than you. It is not possible. The Lord will be there to lift you up on daily basis. Father, we thank you because you are the Lord. Thank you, everlasting Father, righteous King. There is no man that comes to you in any way cast out. Much more your own children that have been washed by the precious blood of Jesus. As many young people and every other person that have had this ministration and they are desiring to know you more. Father, satisfy their longing in Jesus' name. And I know that when your countenance shines upon them, there are no troubles that can remain. The troubles cannot abide. The sorrows cannot abide. Whatever be the ailment or the troubles they've been going through, let them experience the countenance of God and let such things be wiped away. For the light shineth in darkness and no darkness of sin, no darkness of sorrow, no darkness of sickness can abide. Thank you blessed Father. Let the testimonies continue to ring and let them continually seek you, desire you and know you. And I am rest assured that you will continually respond unto them in Jesus name. Thank you blessed Father. Now if you have any counseling issues or questions you want to ask, you want, to send, you want you to send us an email to asktheyouthcounsel at gmail.com and answers will be given unto you. God bless you.